0: Hello, hello. Hello. Hello.
1: Uh,
0: what should I say?
2: Uh, let me think, let me think. That's set inside. Okay, let me try again. Alright, take three. Eight hours, I mean, not eight hours to wait. Okay, scratch that.
0: <laughs> oh, just take that out. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm feeling empty. Um... Oh, man. <laughs>
2: I'm Angela Wagner, and I'm Nicole Esquino, and Together We're Here here as your host for a mix of happy hour-style venting and results-based coaching. Spark is a judgment-free space where we'll chat about both the brilliant bits of life as well as the bits that are a little more sucky. With lightness, laughter, and the belief that there's no such thing as oversharing, we'll guide you in finding clear paths out of murky messes and toward discovering inspiration in everyday moments. This week, we will have an in-depth discussion on one of our favorite books, The Four Agreements. We will also discuss why we are asking for help and enjoying life's simple pleasures. All right. Welcome back, my dear.
0: Welcome back.
2: (laughs) Welcome back. You know, I don't think we ever talked about your birthday and how your birthday was.
0: Oh, my goodness. It was fantastic. I actually, my birthday was on a Wednesday this year and Wednesdays like I call it the Nicole show because that's what I teach a bunch at Yoga Sport Dallas on Wednesdays and actually Monica surprised me and came and taught my third class for me so I actually got to leave early and go hang out with the hubs which was super nice and this was really cool too several people brought me gifts and they were like the sweetest most heartfelt gifts. And they listen to the podcast, so they know that I'm not a big fan of stuff. And so they actually brought me like sweet Cynthia brought me my favorite little obsession right now is this uh, sweet grape tomatoes. She brought me like a whole little <laughs> a whole little box of those and carrots because that's my second pregnant obsession. And I was like, oh, like they get it. They get the kinds of gifts to give. It was super sweet. And then Monica taught my class for me and she brought me some dates. And, you know, my Uh, (laughs) with dates, but it was just like so it was just so sweet. Like I wasn't expecting anything. And then to get gifts like that that are super meaningful to me, it was just really fun. So, yeah, 31. Not so bad.
2: (laughs) Uh, 31. I'm going to be forty very soon. (laughs) 31 is like a lifetime ago. Sigh. Well, I'm glad you had a good birthday. That's funny, because I actually I never told you this, but I was trying to give you the day off because I think I did that last year. And I realized it was Wednesday, which there's three classes that are hard to get covered. And so I asked Monica if she could cover one and she said she it would be tough, but she could probably do it. And then I just couldn't figure out the other ones because I wanted to like book your massage that I gave you and like just send you off. But then I was like, uh-huh. I know it just none of it worked out. So I was like, you know what? It, she'd probably just rather be able to book it whenever she can and then not stress about it. So I didn't know that Monica came in anyway. That is so she did. cool. It was so
0: neat. And I've already got that massage on the books, girl. It's happening in a couple of weeks, actually. I wanted it to be when I was a little bit more pregnant, if that makes sense. Like I had a feeling yeah. I was going to want it. And so I scheduled it for a couple of weeks out and I'm really pumped about it. Like I've already talked to her and everything. So it's going to be good. And I actually have one blowout left that you gave me like forever ago that I hadn't used because remember, I chopped my hair off mm-hmm. and so i'm using that bad boy the same day so it's gonna be like a nicole day <laughs>
2: oh that's the best you'll have to post
0: yes it's gonna be good <laughs> oh
2: good okay cool well let's start with our sucky moment of the week here's our sucky scale one being kind of sucky five being super sucky One, <gasps> two. Three. Seriously? Four. Five. I'm going to rate this sucky moment a five. Whoa. Okay. (laughs) So this has been kind of an ongoing battle, and it's just gotten to a point of it's just not good. So little Luke, sweet little boy, who's always been such a good sleeper. We sleep trained both of our kids and they are champs until he switched to a toddler bed. And I think I've mentioned it kind of briefly, but he gets up all the time and now he's having trouble even falling asleep and he gets up like every 15 minutes. So he's not falling asleep till after 10 o'clock every night. And then he gets up like every hour and we've both been, John and I have been taking turns, sleeping on the floor next to his bed that's like the only way I know the only way that we can get him to sleep and so It's just this cumulative effect of total exhaustion on our part. And he's definitely starting to get really tired. And it's just it's been really tough. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It almost feels I don't want to say it was as bad as like the newborn stage, but it's almost worse because it's like so unexpected because I'm like, no, we're we're way past all this stuff, you know. So my inspired action was to get help. And you know it's so funny. Like I always say that I like to coach from inspiration, not desperation. Like don't let it get to a point of desperation before you do something about it. And I totally didn't take my advice on this. I just like we were like in survival mode, so we would just you know kind of keep going day to day. And I finally was like, I can't. Like I can't even function. I can't. John can't function. Luke is suffering. You know. So the someone that I listened to her podcast. Her name is Danae Barahona, and I'll post in the show notes her podcast. If you're a parent, she's amazing. It's called Simple Families. I just actually told you about her, right? And you really like her?
0: Oh, I'm a huge fan. She is super relatable and so many fun tips. I'm super excited to get deeper in it.
2: Yeah. So I met with her over Skype. And then now she's sending us like, we've been tracking all week, like what's happening. And she's really thorough, like about like learning all of your life, you know, how do you parent and all that type of stuff, not just like here, this is what you should do. And so she's going to give us that but Luke's Luke and Zoe are sick this week. So we'll probably start whatever she gives us next week. And then, you know, when we went to the doctor, I told him we're beyond like the little tips you gave us. And I hired a behaviorist and and he gave us the name of like a sleep psychologist, like a for at childrens a sleep psychologist at childrens, which I don't want to go there, but I'm like, well, you know, this is first. But I mean, we've talked about it before on the podcast. I mean, sleep is like the number one thing that every human needs, and so I just see my sweet little baby, and he he's struggling so much, and I'm like, we've got to figure this out, you know.
0: And it's fantastic that like we have these resources, so we should use them. <laughs>
2: We should use them. I know. I know. I'm like, I listen to all her free stuff. And then she always says she does coaching and she has a PhD in child development. And I mean, she's just really, really well knowledge. So I thought, you know what, I already trust her because I listen to her stuff and I really that's what I love about, you know, social media and podcasts and things like that. You can really get to know people before you hire them. And then, and then you already have this trust factor versus just going to some like random doctor's office. And then you're like, I don't really like this person, you know?
0: (laughs) Totally. And it also like gives you access to people that you like we would normally not ever cross paths with, which is kind of neat. You can find people who are more like you and coming from like your point of view, which is kind of cool. Totally, and like I mean, I had
2: uh, well, it was actually a Facetime meeting with her, but you can do from anywhere. Like, there's so many people that you can connect with over Skype or phone or whatever. Whereas before, you'd have to, you know, go in person. So, anyway, so I will keep you guys updated on that. We'll see, but wish us luck over here, because we're at a five.
0: <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs>
2: Fingers crossed. Speaking of getting help, I have an awesome program that can help you get eight hours more in your week. I mean, eight hours, Nicole, that's a lot, right?
0: That is so much. I mean, the list for me is like, I can't even think of how many things I could get done in addition to that time. Cause my like go-to excuse is I need more hours in a day. <laughs> so if I could get eight more hours in my week, I think I could accomplish so many more of those little tasks that I keep putting off and I just keep putting off and keep putting off. But then I think I could also get more time for the enjoyable stuff, like the things I want to do, more time outside, more hiking, more camping, you know, more time to hang with the hubs and the puppies and yeah, I feel like 8 hours is a lot. I would love to have 8 more hours.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you really will get that if you do this program. So if you go to angelawagnercoaching.com and you click on spark That is what this podcast is based off of. So all the tips and the coaching work that I do that I've been doing for years is all based on coming from a place of inspiration, like I just said, you know, and don't let it get to a place of desperation like I did before you reach out, because it's not like we have lives that are terrible and they need fixing. It's just like sometimes we just need a little bit of, you know, pep in our step or we need some support and accountability. And so I give you different exercises that you do every day that are really, really short. They don't take a long time time that are called stress less. So you learn tools on how to actually stress less. Um, We do inspired actions just like we do on the podcast. So you'll do all kinds of different things to help you get clear and figure out what's happening in your life and then how do you want to move forward. And so it's a five week online program. And for just a short time, probably just over the next month or so, I'm going to be offering um, three one to one coaching sessions. I offered a package that's just for that. And that's what's up there online right now. And that means that you get to Skype with me for three sessions, which means we can talk about whatever you want to talk about in addition to what you're already going to learn. And that's really key. And once I fill up on those, I can't offer any more because I just I don't have more than, say, you know, 15 extra hours or whatever it is to give to that. So um, take advantage of it, because, again, like life is short and we really want to spend our time wisely and doing the things we love. And enjoy it with the people we care for.
0: Might as well make it awesome. Right. I'm
2: telling you so and it's just stuff I love I love this work so I love to share and speaking of stuff I love so this book that we're going to talk about today this is part one of a two-part series so next time we have the podcast we'll do the second two we're going to start with the first two agreements and it's called the four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz and we will post it in the show notes I feel like everyone should have this book in their library. And there's not a lot of books that I have that I've actually physically kept anymore. But this is one that I have. And I think you have it too, right? Yes,
0: there's probably only two books that I keep in my nightstand. And this is one of them. Oh, that's so awesome. And I was introduced
2: to this years ago. And I've, I've done it in my yoga teacher trainings. We use it every year. And every time I reassess the reading list, I'm like, yep, this one's never going anywhere because it's just such awesome. It's such an awesome book. So the first agreement is be impeccable with your word. And the book says, speak with integrity. Say only what you mean. Avoid using the word to speak against yourself or to gossip about others. Use the power of your word in the direction of truth and love. So there's so much that's in that short little paragraph. Do what you say you're going to do is a huge part of it. So integrity isn't just about telling the truth, right? Like, am I lying or am I telling the truth? That's what a lot of people think of. But like, there's so many more layers to that, right?
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. I think there's integrity to others and also integrity to yourself, which is two very different concepts, but very real.
2: Oh, for sure. Yes, for sure. So I thought this was interesting. And I looked up the definition of integrity. There's actually several different ones. But one of the sites defined it as a concept of consistency of actions, values, methods, measures, principles, expectations, and outcomes. In ethics, integrity is regarded as the honesty and truthfulness or accuracy of one's actions. And something that you want to really think about that I don't know if people necessarily focus on when I think about integrity is the word consistency. Because it's so easy to be honest and truthful and in integrity when it's something small and not that big of a deal. But we're talking like your character is your character. Right. So we talked about this in a very early episode. I want to say like maybe episode two or three, where I was out of integrity with that woman at the school. Do you remember Mm -hmm. that?
0: Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. And I just remember thinking like, this is the time where it's so easy to make an excuse. But that means I'm not an integrity. And it's like you either are or you're not. Right.
0: Yeah, totally. Mm hmm.
2: So I wasn't in my actions there. So I think just really noting, and it's a great thing to think about is like, when am I being inconsistent, right? So you want to be that person that is always consistent with your word as far as like being truthful, being honoring people, all of those things. So, and you think about gossip is he goes into this a lot in the book where he talks about gossip as being poison and black magic. And it's so true. Like we can poison people with just saying something bad, you know?
0: And it creates this like ripple effect. like sometimes you think gossip is just happening between like two people, but it's never just between two people. Like it just it just keeps rippling out and it just affects so many other people. And gossip in, in, in and of itself, like when you talk about someone, you're being negative towards that one person, but it's also just such a negative energy to be sharing with anyone else that you're saying it to.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's like you can use your word to either lift someone up or to put them down. And it's what's that old saying where they say, like, if you can't say something nice, don't say something at all.
0: Ooh, that's good.
2: Yeah. It doesn't mean that you're a lot of times people hide behind this idea of, well, I'm just being frank. You know, I'm just being honest. And really what they're doing is being mean spirited. And it's like if you you have to just really ask yourself, does it need to be said? And if it does need to be said, and it's not the most positive thing, there's a way to say it with integrity and kindness and not with gossip or, I mean, there's so many different things, a tone, like, you know, you name it, right, but still being um, impeccable with your word. So I think it's really watching the delivery of what we say and the intention behind it.
0: Yeah, I think the intention part is really crucial to that. Like, why are you saying this?
2: Yeah, because so many times whatever it is that we're saying doesn't need to be said, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So where are you most challenged by in this part? Because I think of you as incredibly truthful and in integrity always.
0: Yeah, I I definitely try to model that for myself. I think probably the hardest part of this for me is the internal version of it. I am a yes person. Like I say yes to everything when a lot of times – I should probably say no for like reasons of time or I don't want to do it or different things like that. And so I'm not really being impeccable with myself. Like I'm not being honest with what I really can do and need to do. So I think that's where I fall short with this one a lot is not really owning up to like, what do I need to do and hold myself honest on the inside and then share that with other people? Because that's kind of being inauthentic when I'm agreeing to do things that I probably don't want to be doing in the first place, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. And the
2: other thing that I was just thinking, actually, that popped into my head that I know you're that you struggle with. And so many people, especially women, struggle with is the negative self-talk, which is also being not being impeccable with your word internally.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. That's a didn't that one didn't even come to me. But yeah, that's another one. The my negative self-talk, it can get like super extremely heavy very quickly And yeah, that's just like living in such a negative space. And that's definitely not being honest. And most of the time, the things I'm saying aren't even real or rational or realistic at all. (laughs) So yeah, I definitely fall into that black hole.
2: Yeah. So something to think about. Um, So the try this this week is a little bit, it's not as light as usual, but I think it's pretty effective and will will be something really positive in your life is to have one clearing conversation with someone you care about where you weren't in integrity somehow, you know, so it could just be something simple, like you've been showing up late, and you haven't really acknowledged it. And you, you know, go to your boss, and you talk to them and apologize and just say you acknowledge it, or it could be a huge like, you know, family, Issue that you guys have gone through and swept under the rug and you know, you just want to tell somebody something. So think about it. I've done this a lot with a lot of the coaching work that I've done myself personally. And then also I've coached other people to do it. And when you go into those conversations, you really want to have no expectation of what the other person's going to say or how they're going to respond. So the intention is that you go in to clear whatever you need to clear. You come from love and you're impeccable with your word and your intention. And it opens up a conversation. Or it doesn't, right? But you have done what you can do.
0: And you'll definitely feel lighter afterwards. Anytime we have like some sort of clearing that I do, I feel like just weight drops off of me because I've said it, you know, you're done. (laughs) Yeah. It's like
2: then you can just, you don't have to hold it in so much. So yeah, just think about it. And if you think like, oh, you don't have anything, you're probably not being truthful. So
0: there's something. (laughs) Yeah.
2: So call me. We'll talk now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We'll find it. (laughs) We'll talk.
2: Yeah. I do free clarity calls. I actually do. So if you, if you want to call, get clear on what your clearing conversation would be, which is pretty funny. You can email me at AngelaWagnerCoaching.com. Okay. So that's the first one. And again, just buy this book. It is so worth the like $10 or whatever it is. I don't even know if it's that much if you get the the paperback, but you certainly could get it at the library or whatever, but get a hold of it and read it. It's very short and easy read. It's something you can stick in your purse or your backpack and take with you.
0: And it's one you revisit too. Like you totally revisit this one like throughout the year. That's why this is one of the few ones that I actually keep because like I can always come back to it even though I've read it multiple times, there's still like something new, like a new little nugget in there. And I'm like, ah, okay, reset.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and I think it depends on what you're going through in your life and where you are because sometimes I'll need like one of the agreements more than another. I'll just be like, oh, I'm taking everything personally. I need to read my book again. And so when certain things are you know, bigger in your mind or in your heart, then you read them from a different space.
0: But totally. Okay, so let's move on to the second one. So the second agreement is don't take anything personally. The book states, nothing others do is because of you. What others say and do is a projection of their own reality, their own dream. When you are immune to the opinions and actions of others, you won't be the victim of needless suffering. ooh I know there's, there's a lot of heavy stuff in there. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So there's
2: also another component here that's really similar to the first one, which is don't take what you say in your own mind personally as well. (laughs) And I find I like I reread that part again and again. I was like, ah, that is so hard because you're like, well, of course it's me. I should take it personally. But, but it's just a story that we create. It's not the truth.
0: Not based in fact, most of the time.
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So don't take yourself personally.
0: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Another example they offered was we aren't affected by what is actually happening. We are only affected by our reactions to what is happening.
2: Oh, yeah. That's so big because and a lot of times people will say like, no, no, this happened to me. And I'll say, okay, well, no, this happened. Period, right? So you wanna notice when you're in victim mode where you're where you're like it happened to me, because that's the to me part is the reaction. So you could have say two different people get into the same car accident. And you could have one person fly off the handle, go crazy, you know, like just be super upset about it. They voted as a five on the psychic scale, da da you know, they post all this negative stuff on social media, they sue the person that hit them, they have the other person in the same car, (laughs) have a totally different reaction where they're like, "Oh, sometimes that happens, and they reach out, they have compassion for the person that hit them. And you know, who knows, or they, you know, whatever, you could just put any scenario on it. But my point being, it's not what happens, it's how we react to it. That is so true. But so often, we're so close to our reactions that we think that they're like fact and that, that we can't avoid them,
0: you know, like that we have to have them. Exactly. I think a lot of times you have to remember that everybody has their own like little story, their own reality that's happening. And it's going to be very different than yours. It's all just these a bunch of different little stories and we're interacting with each other's stories. And so you have to remember that not everyone is going to be seeing things the exact same way or experiencing the exact same way that you did.
2: Oh, yeah. This happened to me the other day. I I can't even remember exactly what it was. But something had happened. And I, I was okay with it. It was something, you know, like, not great or whatever. And I was telling a friend and then she was like, Oh, my God, like, you know, catastrophizing it. Like, you know, and I think she thought that I was really upset. So she was like, that was her reaction to it. And I was like, Oh, is it like worse than I thought? And I started like thinking maybe I should start thinking more negatively about it. (laughs)
0: Has that ever happened to you? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like if I tell my mom like different stories, like my mom is my cheerleader. So she like will immediately come to like whatever reaction she thinks she needs to give for me. And sometimes I'm like, no, 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 it's not that bad. (laughs) You know, I'm fine. I'm fine. (laughs) We're all still good here. (laughs) Yeah.
2: But like sometimes like she could maybe have more of a negative reaction about the same situation than you do. So it just shows like it's that's where you really get into mindset and mindfulness and meditation. Meditation is incredibly important for being able to put a pause. We call it like the pause between what happens and your reaction to it. And so, so often we have this like knee jerk just emotional response that feels like we have no choice. But we actually do have a choice in that we just have to be able to have tools and practice enough to be able to see that we need that space and take the space. So that's why a lot of people that teach being able to stress less and work with anger management and anxiety, talk about meditation and breath work. A lot of times, like even if you just read in like Shape magazine, how to be stressless. The first thing every time I guarantee it is about some breath exercise, right? <laughs>
0: mm-hmm, totally.
2: You know, and as a yogi, I'm like, yes, you know, that's like, that's so great. But it is like the number one way to be able to put that pause in between what's happened and how you react to it. And so people say count to 10, take 10 deep breaths. You know, in yoga, we have all different kinds of breathing and all kinds of different meditations that you can do. But just notice if you are a person that, that tends to go straight to reaction mode because that is a direct relation to taking things personally. This is the camp I'm in. Like I know that this is the way I am naturally, even though I have all these tools and I know it, if I'm in kind of a negative space or I'm not feeling very secure, I'll notice this is a pattern for me. And then I have to go back and reset and do my exercises, do more yoga, meditate more and And then I start, you know, feeling more secure and not taking things so personally. So it's
0: kind of interesting
2: because it doesn't necessarily seem like it's related, but it is.
0: Oh, yeah, totally. And then another aspect is worrying what others think is a waste of time and actually a selfish act. It's not always about you or us or whatever your mindset is at the time.
2: Yeah, because I mean, really, we don't have time. We do not have time to worry about what other people think. It seems like it's so important, but yet like it doesn't ever help us, right?
0: Yeah, and I think most of the time, like even though you think it really is about you, a lot of times it is just about whatever is going on with the other person. <laughs> Oh,
2: totally. And even if it is quote about you, like where they don't like you, his whole point, and that's why you got to get more into the chapter and really read it is that it's actually not about you. They Mm -hmm. think it's about you and you think it's about you, but it's really about them and the way that they filter and see the world. And so when we get clear on that, then we, we aren't attached to people's thoughts or words about us, positive or negative, right? Because it can go the opposite way where we just like, We take the positive so personally that we need to be praised in order to feel good about ourselves. Like that's not healthy either.
0: Mm -mm, Exactly. And same thing. Like a lot of that is just about the other person, less about you, which is so interesting.
2: (laughs) Yeah, totally.
0: Okay. And then the last thing for this section is even when a situation seems so personal, even if others insult you directly, it has nothing to do with you. What they say, what they do, and the opinions they give are according to the agreements they have in their own minds. Taking things personally makes you easy prey for these predators, They're black magicians. They can hook you easily with one little opinion and feed you whatever poison they want. And because you take it personally, you eat it up.
2: I know. So that's a direct passage from the book that I just like. Ooh. <laughs> That's the goodness in this book. So if you really start to think about it, it can change your life and the way that you respond to people and gives it just gives you so much freedom to notice some of these patterns that you have and work with them. So, so that is TBD. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> you have to tune in next week. I feel like I'm in an episode of The Bachelorette. Tune in next week to see what happens. <laughs>
0: You're the teaser.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So we'll do a grievance three and four in the next episode.
1: Hi, my name is Evelyn and I have done the Spark program with Angela Wagner three separate times. The reason I love the Spark program is because it is great about helping you to get clear about where you are and what you want. And the thing that's great about Angela is she never enables you to continue to do things that you don't want to continue to do. She's always very supportive. She always focuses on the positive positive. and it's always about looking forward, not back always a vision of what you want and how to get there. She has helped me over the course of the last several years and several spark programs to be able to be more proactive in my life so that I'm not as reactive. I'm not always just trying to deal with what's being thrown at me, but I have a plan and feel on top of things. She's also helped me to focus on where I'm putting my energy now I feel like I'm surrounded by people who are positive and supportive and helping me to go where I want to go. And I'm also spending more time doing things that I love. And she makes you do the work. She doesn't do it for you, but she guides you and helps you and supports you. I love the Spark program.
2: Right now, we're going to do an Ask Coach A. Wax.
0: Ooh, all right. Robin writes in, I have been making a lot of changes in my life. For example, I recently did a cleanse and started eating much healthier. My boyfriend lives with me, and I would really like him to also start eating healthier. How can I get him to go along for the ride?
2: Ooh, all right, Nicole, what do you think?
0: Oh, man, this is a tough one (laughs) to get the other person is can be can be an interesting ride. But I would say the first thing to do is to, like, lead by example, show your results and then definitely don't add in the nagging concept of, like, forcing someone to do it with you. (laughs) Yeah, because then they just
2: don't want to do it, right? It's like, no, I'm not going to do this thing.
0: <laughs> totally. Like when I did all that stuff that I learned from that my insurance company, Vic was not into it at all. He thought it was silly and wanted nothing to do with it. But as soon as he started like seeing the results from me, he was like, okay, what can you tell me about this? <laughs> yeah, it's so true.
2: It's so true. And Don't you think that's the case with like, I mean, whether it's someone you live with or a friend or whatever, it's like they start to see that you feel better, you look better, you whatever. They want to know what it is and they want a piece of it.
0: Totally. And I think that's more powerful, too, than me just telling you about it. Like, it sounds really cool, but like, what are you really gaining from it?
2: Yeah, exactly. And I think when you talk about certainly like the boyfriend or husband role, like you have to be real careful with what you push, because I think, you know, it's like, especially as women, you know, and this is kind of stereotypical, but a lot of times we try to do things to kind of change and it's not like, well, I want to change you because I don't love you. But it's like it can tell someone you'd be better if you were this way, you know, and it's like that's that's what people can hear in when we're really just maybe trying to say or I'm assuming we're trying to say, like, I feel so good. I want you to feel really good. So I think, too, that's maybe the conversation versus like, you know, like just telling them how you feel like I feel so great and I want I'd love for you to try this with me and like inviting someone to try it with you versus telling them.
0: Oh, yeah, that just makes it sound different completely.
2: Yeah. Okay, so what else do you think? Any other ideas?
0: I think another really big one is to just be patient. Like, don't force it to happen. Like, just keep doing all of those things that we've already talked about and don't put, like, a timeline on when it has to happen. You just keep modeling what you're doing, sticking to what you're working on, and then eventually they'll come over to your side when they get interested enough. But you have to let it be, like, on their terms.
2: Yeah, and sometimes that takes a lot longer than you wanted to. But just think of maybe how long it took you to do something like a change in your life. You know, I mean, I've heard so many awesome stories of people where they're like, Oh, you know, I was fit or, you know, did whatever I was doing. And then five, 10 years later, my husband got involved. And now he's, you know, running with me every day or whatever. And so sometimes it just, you know, might take a really long time. And sometimes it doesn't. I mean, I really do think if you take out the nagging factor, it's going to happen a lot quicker.
0: Oh yeah, I think so too. I think that's a huge I think that's a huge point because when I was trying to convince Vic to do it with me, he wanted he was not interested at all, but like as soon as it became of like this is what I'm doing and he saw it happening, then he was more into it. Yeah. Totally. Makes- oh yeah. Another one is to just like remember what it's like, be mindful of what you are asking them to do. Like it's not easy to start like a whole diet or any really habit change it's not easy to get started like there has to be some motivation there and you have to give them time to get to that part
2: oh yeah for sure and I know like I've done a lot of cleanses in my day and I did them a bunch before John started getting on board and then he just got on board and now sometimes he even's like I think it's time for us to do the 10-day cleanse like we just need to get back and I'm like (gasps) You're right. So it's kind of cool to see that progression. And he's never been someone that was focused on food at all. You know, he was just like total bachelor. So I think, yeah, it's kind of neat to see that it can progress.
0: Totally. And if they're not ready, like, let it go. Like, they're not ready. They'll either come around or they won't. You just keep doing you and just coming from that angle of you that you're not trying to change anybody. You're just, this is what you're doing with your life. And then if they end up joining, then good. If not, you got to be okay with that too.
2: Yeah, that's good. That's good, good, good.
0: Thank you guys for
2: writing in. Like, like we love these questions. So please keep sending them in. Podcast at com. Anything about habit change, time management, exercise, yoga, organizing, decluttering, minimalism is Nicole's new thing, simply being more inspired, any of it. You guys know we cover like a lot of different things. And we also have a pretty awesome crew of guests that we are getting on the podcast and that you guys have heard. So we have lots of resources to ask our experts if it's something that we aren't comfortable, you know, teaching about. So. Keep sharing and share your stories and your triumphs and things that you've done to try this. And if you have some shout outs, because we'd love to start featuring some of our listeners.
0: And so let's take it out with a shout out then. This week is kind of a fun, very simple one. I walked into the kitchen yesterday and I caught Phoenix, my tiny little, very old chihuahua with no teeth. (laughs) And we have a skylight that's in the kitchen and he was just sunbathing like all sprawled out tongue out just purely enjoying life with his single piece of food in front of him just like living the good life and it made me pause and I was like ah the simple pleasures like just a little sunbathing ah just take a moment and just really it put me back and I was like okay slow down enjoy the little moments because that's what makes up all the other moments Aw,
2: the little nugget, always teaching you lessons. I know, so cute. What a cutie. And there's an awesome picture of it. So we're going to put that on the show notes, which several people have asked us, like, where are these pictures and all this stuff? And all the show notes and blog posts, Sarah writes some awesome blog posts that are kind of like more in depth on some of the stuff we talk about. And she does research and sometimes she shares personal stories. So it's definitely worth a look. AngelaWagnerCoaching.com. And you can go to podcast and then the show notes are under each one. Or you can go to the blog
0: they're also on instagram too so if you follow us on social media you just click the little link that's in the profile at coach awags and that will give you a direct link to all the different links on the website blog spark podcast gives you like easy access to get to all of these fun stuff so you can see the pictures and read all the posts and yeah it makes it super easy Awesome.
2: Yeah. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. If you have a few extra minutes, please do an act of kindness, leave us a review on iTunes and share this episode with your friends. It really does help us out. And as we said, you can find the show notes blog posts on our website. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Coach A. Remember this week to take the time to give thanks, raise a glass and discover what it is that sparks you.